What's up, guys? We are live. It's UFC 291 week. I am so damn excited. I'm Dave Anakin, and I'm trying to think. I was like, man, who am I going to bring on this week? Am I going to bring on Conor McGregor? Am I going to bring on George St. Pierre? Am I going to bring on the great, the natural Randy Couture? I'm like, no, I got to bring in my guy, the professor, John Raffer, my man, the coach, the legend. John, what's up, brother? How are you? What is up, brother? And you know I am more than honored and always a this this is great i just man this is i was thinking about this driving today in the car we 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 talk about regional fights we talk about you know other organizations that's be we pfl and bellator and like sometimes a big lfa fight uh fights and then all the fight nights and all the pay-per-views this one's for us like this ufc fight pay-per-view card and this main event this is for us I'm going to try to put down the phone a little bit. I'm not going to post. I'm not going to tweet. I'm just going to enjoy. I'm going to fanboy this card. Am I, I'm just going to fanboy. I'm just going to enjoy it. The fights are too damn good. It's just going to be one of these two, three hours. I'm going to enjoy mixed martial arts at its peak. Gaethje and Poirier in the main event. I'm going to fanboy tonight. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm 100% agree with you. I mean, I, there's... This is a, a fighter's card. This is a fight fan's card. Yeah. But it's yeah. also it's also a fighter's card if you think about it. Like any other fighter that's not fighting on this is gonna be watching this card. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. so many intriguing, cool matchups. Yeah. Everybody should be watching this card. It's just one of those things where I'm gonna have to have two two, two TVs because I'm gonna watch this and I can't miss this. And then I gotta watch Bud Crawford and Spence right. fight. So it's like, but one thousand percent, this is probably one of the favorite cards of this year, easily. Yeah, for sure. All right. So we're going to go about, we're going to go 30, 40 minutes into it. But before we do, I told you I got something fun off the top. I didn't even uh, give you the heads up. This is going to be super fun. Ice break questions, three questions about this car. The first thing that pops to your head. Are you ready for it? Tony Ferguson, is this his last fight in the UFC Saturday night? Should be. Uh, does Jan... Or Alex Pierre, do they win the UFC light heavyweight championship anytime in their career going forward? Yes, because Jamal Hill is out with an Achilles tendon for a year. Okay, okay. Uh though it will there be a trilogy fight between Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier sometime in the future. Hmm. It might be a spoiler alert of who you have with it, but, you know, will there be a trilogy fight? I feel like they're both at the cusp to where either one of them could retire with a loss. Yeah. Or yeah. even with a win, you win the BMF title. Why do you, like, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? It could be another, another notch that. on the belt that you just take it. So, it to me, it's a coin flip. It's a coin flip. It, okay. depends, on, it depends on what exactly happens. You know, do... Because it's fireworks one way or another. It's fireworks. It's yes, like it's bro. it's the Fourth of July all over. It's it's one hundred percent fireworks, right? So it just depends on how much damage is taken. And I like the quote from Dustin Poirier says, "If this goes five rounds, we'll talk to each other in the hospital." Yeah, and I know. a thousand percent the way it's going to go down. So good, like, I, man. When let's just be honest, he is one of the best mixed martial artists alive. He's one of the greatest light weights ever to 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 compete 
to think of that line, someone had to tell him that line. Like, that is such a good line. Like, someone, you know, in his management group, his wife, you know, someone in the gym at America Top Team is like, wait a second, Dustin, I thought of this for you. Like, I had to sneak this in because that I saw that line. I'm like, God damn, that's a great line. That's well, a good line. I agree with you, but, like, I feel like he's been in the game long enough, and he's True. the dude that's lasted through errors of the starting point from where they were, you know, be able to put sponsors on their shorts. How <laughs> yeah, yeah. epic – how many epic stories have we heard about the fighters in the hospital together? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? From the Nate Diaz, Joe Riggs fight in the hospital, or not Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz and Joe Riggs fight in the hospital. You know what I mean? To, to ones that are just, you know, they sit next to each other and like, oh man, we're beat up and all the, all the pictures they take. And I love those like pictures. That. Dan Hooker and Poirier had one. Gus and Bones had one. Um, there's a couple great ones. Robbie Lawler had a couple good ones. Yeah, man. He's been in it long enough to know. Yeah. And he's all, he, he says it in, in the countdown. He says it lots of times. He knows they both know what they signed up for. Yeah. They yeah, both yeah. know. Crazy. I think he just knows. So you're right. Somebody could have told him to say that. But at the yeah. same time, I think yeah. Dustin's pretty savvy. He probably said that. He goes like straight up. If we go five rounds, we're both going out on a, on an ambulance from yeah. some type of injuries that we need to get, get taken care of. So. All right. So he let's get into it. We did it for a couple minutes. Let's, let's start at the top of this. Let's, let's work their way reverse, I guess, or let's just give the main event its shine and we'll, we'll go as long as we can. Poirier and Gaethje, when this fight came to be, right, this is two of the, you ask any mixed martial arts fan, uh, it's it, they're two of the most beloved fighters in the game. They, they, they almost have no, I don't know of anyone that dislikes either fighter. They're just both in a top five list, top 10 list. Both men have, it's so eerie. I don't know if you've seen that tweet. Their careers are so mirrored to each other. They've both been choked out by uh, Habib Nurmagomedov. They've both been interim champion. Uh, all this stuff. They're really eerie. They're just two of the best fighters in the world, right? The only thing is that they fought before in a great fight, but Poirier did win that fight. He did get that TKO against Justin Gaethje. And to try to get my feelings away from the fight. I'm a, I'm a Poirier guy. I've always been a Poirier guy. You know this about me, John. I just like his stick. I love the family part about him. I like the uh, entrepreneurship about the hot sauce about him. I just love his, I just love his vibe. I, I'm a DP guy. I'm a diamond guy. No, I'm a huge Gaethje guy. When Gaethje fights, I'm not going to miss that damn pay-per-view either. That's why I love this fight so much. That's why it's a can't miss thing. But there is something about it. The closer this fight gets to the show now on Saturday and it's fight week and we're getting close. It's Wednesday. It's Thursday. Now, the closer it gets to it, I'm like, damn, the rematch when you put a these two competitors and like I, that, that's that's kind of put the mixed martial artists away. That's kind of push the even the fighter away. I'm going to talk to them about warriors and, and competitors. And we talk about this off, off the time off air. One guy has a win off the other one. That other guy is coming for blood. Like that other guy doesn't give a crap about UFC posters, UFC gloves, doesn't care about wins or loss, doesn't care about the next fight. I think Gaethje's got a lot more to prove in this fight than Dustin Poirier. I think Poirier's got a lot of things to fall back on. It's really weird. I wasn't thinking this way. I felt great about Poirier when I saw the fight poster nine weeks ago. We're around 19 hours or 39 hours away. I think I'm leaning Justin Gaethje now because he needs this win more than Poirier. That's where I'm leaning right now, John. I I can I can agree with you on that. I can I, I definitely see what you're saying. Um, and I also think like if you go back to that 
I don't want to know. I forget what fight it was uh, when he wanted to become champion, whatever, when he decided, Justin Gaethje decided the mentality of becoming a champion rather than being an entertainer. Right. Right. He goes back and he states, it goes, I got too comfortable and I got, I let down, I, I got too complacent. Um, Sorry. My doggies are going. No, they're all good, man. We're, we're, we're a pro puppy show, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, He got too like, I don't want to say complacent, but got too, he got, lazy in the sense of he got comfortable in the fight with with justin and didn't like keep the pressure on keep doing what he was doing to hurt justin when he hurt him in the third and stuff like that and he got finished he got a little bit like there and they talked about that before like he was like oh damn you know i i didn't keep the gas pedal the way it was supposed to yeah you know what I mean? yeah, yeah yeah and i feel like with that that gives you also another oomph if i keep the gas pedal down if i do what i do the guy who i am that warrior I can get this guy out of there. I heard him before, everything like that. So I see that and I absolutely see what you're saying. But then you got to look at the Dustin side of it where he goes, there's only certain fights that get him up. There's only certain fights that bring him to the table to make him bust his butt to work as hard as he possibly can work. So it's a genuine coin toss for me. I, I think Justin Gaethje can pull it out. I think he can, he can do it. I think it's, he's, he's maybe in a prime to make a role, like make a run again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas I think Dustin truly is just looking for fights that make him happy, like make him intrigued. Where, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, with like, you on that one. Like I feel like Poirier in a weird way, it's kind of funny where I think Poirier with the hot sauce and when he defeated Connor the first time he got in this rare air of money fights, main events, it doesn't matter what Dustin does. He kind of got out of the championship. He kind of got into that Masvidal and Nate Diaz space of he can kind of fight. Super fights. Yeah. Super fights. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Gaethje, his last fight was against Rafael Fazeev. And I'm just going to be blunt about this. Dustin Poirier is not fighting Rafael Fazeev. He, no. he won't. No. He won't do it. And, and I'm a DP guy. I'll defend the man to the death. Like, oh, yeah. and he, and there's, he, he got, he's like above that. And that's just, that's just kind of, we're calling it straight here. And that's what we're going to do on this show. And there's nothing to it, but he got above that. And I'm with you on that one. And it's weird to say this. And I know it's for the BMF title in a, in a weird spot. I, I want, I'm so intrigued to see late in the third round when Poirier's leg is as bad and as blue as it's going to be. Cause I think Gaethje's going there again. I think Dustin is going to sit on that leg like he does. And Gaethje's going to do what Gaethje does. And it, it, does he still have that four years ago, five years of that, that dog that let's be honest, man. Like we all lose a little bit of it. I, even as me, even as me who made some thousand dollars, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Thursdays I couldn't afford Taco Bell. And now I'm like, Oh, I can go to Taco Bell right now and order anything off the menu. You know what I mean? That's Taco Bell. Dustin can buy the Taco Bell. You know what I'm saying? Like he can buy anything that man wants. Does he still have that dog in him? And that's what, that's what this fight is about to me. Yep. Yep. I think like you said, I think there's, there's a little bit more on the line for for Justin in the sense of this starts that run again. You beat Dustin Poirier, the guy who just beat Connor, who just did all these things. You beat Dustin Poirier, you're right back to where you needed to be. You're right back in title contention. Yeah. Charles will say, let's say Charles Oliveira beats Makachev. They do know, that. 
They they probably do all of their probably Makhachev gets the immediate rematch because of what he does. But Gaethje fights the champion, or Gaethje fights like the number one contender spot if it's Benny Darush or whoever, for, like for yeah. a title for a title yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, title he's in the right? final four. In the yeah. final four, exactly. So he automatically puts him in that category right away, right away. Not to mention it gives him a BMF belt, which deservingly so, you know, because both of those are the baddest MFers in the game, right? So it's one of those things. So that would be great. That would actually, to me, that would like kind of solidify all of his career, you know, fights that he had, all the highlight reels, all of the stuff that he did, it kind of solidifies it for him. So I feel like you're right in the aspect that there's more in the line for him, but I don't know that Dustin's not coming with that dog in him because he only gets up for certain fights. You might be right. I know. And if, and if Dustin does, I think, and I hate saying this because it's, 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 you, when you say you're a Brady guy, you shit on Peyton Manning, and, I, and that's just how the world is. And they're both the the best five quarterbacks in the world. I think Dustin Poirier is a more talented and a more skilled mixed martial artist than Justin Gaethje. So I think if they both come at their A plus games, I think Poirier wins this fight. I just and that's that's my uh, take. That's my call. But like I said, I'm. I'm coming in this angle, and I could be wrong. And uh, Justin Gaethje is the underdog, and Vegas builds big buildings because they're usually right. I think I'm leaning Gaethje. I just think there's more. Uh, when Poirier defeated Connor not once but twice, I think a lot came with those wins, and I think Gaethje needs that win. I think this is Ga- this is Connor's win for Gaethje in a way. This this is a big win for him. Yeah. This this actually you essentially I always I always take the the verbiage from back in the day from Charles Sonnen says, when you beat the guy, you take what he's done. Yeah. 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 Especially yeah. in moments like this. Right. So right. Dustin Poirier beat Connor twice. Dustin Poirier has these moments. He also beat Justin Gaethje. Right. Mm. So he's done these things, these great things. And it's, you kind of get to take that from him, not personally take, you know what I mean? Like that, that becomes your record, but the aura of it all, yeah, the, the, it. the the feel of it all, the way people look at you now differently, the way you get to do it, and just automatically the way you're going to jump up into the the, the the contendership. You take that away from the guy that you beat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's one of those things. Like, I just think that there's a little bit more on the line for Justin, but I don't think Dustin's coming in any any lower level than what he would come in because I truly believe he's the guy that's like, Nah, this fight gets me up. This fight is a dangerous fight. This fight is going to make me lose some of my health. Yeah. This is not a fight to where I'm going to go out there. I'm going to touch the jab him a little bit. We might, you know, it's going to look like a spar. Watching the Ultimate Fighter last night, that's what the, those two, the last fight that I watched last night looked like a spar. Didn't really, um, that's not This podcast, be a, we ain't talking about that shit. <laughs> okay. Th- that, this fight is never going to be like that. This is yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, something yeah. that we're going to take a little bit of like, damage from your, like, we're, we're going to knock your two, three months off your life. You know what I mean? Like not to be real, but like, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they're going to hurt their, their health is going to be affected by this. All right. Some fun questions about this fight, John. Does this fight go 25 minutes? I don't think so. I, I agree. So. I agree. Let's There's say, a stoppage in this fight. Three and rounds. The third? No, three rounds tops. Oh, okay. Wow. This doesn't go 15 minutes. I think, I think they get, I think they get into it quick, man. I think this is a, yeah. is right away a banger. Even, they they even don't know like, how not to. They don't know how not to. As soon as the first person gets the first hard hit, it's like, <laughs> yeah. when, it's like when it's here's just the easiest way to put it. 
It's when me and Chris mix and spar, as soon as I hit him with something good, I know, oh damn, it's no longer fun. It's yeah, now yeah. I gotta now we're gonna now we're sparring. Now it's yeah, like yeah. we're into it. As soon as one of these guys gets touched too hard, yeah, it's over. It's yeah. gangbangers. It's we're going. going, we're going, we're yeah. going. It is now a war. Um TKO or submission. It's going to be a TKO for Justin. It could be a submission with Dustin Poirier if he gets him on the ground. Like yeah, if he knocks him down or something. A else. lot of people have been – I've been seeing that through the MMA media, Twitter, all that stuff. A lot of people think uh, – you know, there a lot of people are shouting that rear naked choke, how what Dustin did to Chandler. A lot of people are saying that way uh, again. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think okay. – but I think Justin – Justin's TKO or KO. There's, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. how it's going down. So, okay. yeah. He's not right. choking uh, out. He's not doing any of that. Okay, last thing on this main event fight, one of the great fights of the year. We cannot wait. Salt Lake City, UFC 291, Dustin, Justin, uh, BMF. The winner, what happens next for the winner and what happens next for the loser? Like, where do you think, does the winner fight the winner of Makochev Oliver? Does the winner fight the UFC lightweight, uh, lightweight champion? Is it that big of a moment? Does that guy, it's probably going to be a, re, it's a rematch either way. They all fought each other already. Gaethje has fought Makochev and Oliveira. Poirier has fought Makochev Oliveira. Are we doing that rematch again? Or are we seeing something that we're not thinking of off the bat? Is McGregor involved? McGregor, I mean, Michael Chandler's fought both men. What happens next for both guys? The winner, depending on how it truly ends, gets shot right up to that, that contendership. Whether he okay. needs to fight a, a title contender, eliminator, or gets the next rematch, like you said, I, okay, let me. This is my problem with the contender thing of it. You ready for this one? So let's just say Poirier went either guy. What? Let me, you ready for this one? Poirier or Gaethje? How can the winner of this fight wins the BMF title in the main event? And then there's just no, the other contenders, honestly, it's like Benny Darouche or like who's the, like there's who, I, these guys are, or Chandler. And that can't be a main event of a pay-per-view. Like, how does that, they they go backwards. You know what I'm saying? If you win this fight, this is a, honestly, it's like a rocket launch. Like, they, I feel like the winner of this fight fights Makochev, Oliveira, or McGregor. There's no, you can't go back. I No, I, I agree with that. I think, I think that happens for sure. The, to me, I don't see why Oliveira, like, if he wins it, I don't see why Makachev can get, why he gets the immediate rematch. I don't, I just... He, I, he goes and dominates somebody else really quickly and then gets it. You know what I mean? Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's only a second title defense. Like, yeah. tech, oh, third title defense, technically. No, because he no, won second. it. second. First one was against Volkanovski, not in his weight class. Yeah. So, he, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. go smash somebody else yeah. and then be right back to where you were. Because it's one of those things. I think the guy can definitely beat anybody else in the category. Just like the top four or whatever like that. I say that if this is a, if this is the fight that we all think it's going to be, and one of them win in electric fashion, give them that shot of the winner right away. Put the BMF versus the champion and let's go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if Makachev loses, just turn around and give him the next guy that was going to be right there and let him smash him real quick. And then he's right back to where it had to be. I don't see why. Him versus Benny's fine. Him versus Benny's cool in a co-main event spot. Yeah, I don't see why I don't see why you have to give him the automatic rematch. He hasn't done anything as far as defend his title a million times or anything like right. that to yeah, get that you. rematch in my in my eyes. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. He's one fight away from it again. 
yeah. one fight away from it because he's that damn good. Yeah. But he doesn't necessarily need an immediate rematch. Not when you okay. have a fight like this on the card on a pay-per-view that's going to be so electric. And like I said, if it turns out right. to be the fight that we all think it is, which oh. it probably will be, yeah. why why would you even play that game? Just go right. get that. Go do that. Okay. All right. There we go. Gaethje and Poirier. We, we did it. We did it. All right, this co-main event is maybe just as damn good as the main event. Just 40 more pounds, 50 more pounds, and a lot more knockout power. Jan Blakovich versus Alex Piera. Uh, uh, Piera was the middleweight champion, defeated Izzy. They do the rematch or the quadrilogy, however you want to set it up. He, he's, he's, I think he's winning the fight. Izzy catches him. He does the arrow thing back. It's it's absolutely insane. It's one of the kind of the moments in MMA history, to be honest. He moves up to light heavyweight. I think it was the right move. Longevity. I think it's the right move even for the, the weight class. I think, I, to be honest, I'm rooting for Alex here. I'm rooting for him to really dominate this division. It's a really cool, hopefully, baton to Glover, to Piera. I think this is a great story. I'm leaning him. I'm, uh, Alex Piera, pronouns. Uh, I, I'm, I think Alex will get the job done. I am worried that Jan is going to become a professional wrestler and really try to wrestle him down and submit him. And if he does that, that might, might, I might be worried if I'm Pierre's camp, but I think Pierre is going to get the job done and TKO, uh, Jan Blakovich. I agree. I think, I think Jan's success is going to have to be early. In the sense of the early takedown to where they're dry. Yeah. Like I, yeah. And I think if he wants to test himself on the feet, it, he better shoot early. And I don't mean that because he's scared. I mean that for the simple fact of like literally the, you're going to be drier. You're not going to be as sweaty. You're going to be able to hold on to him letter. Because like you said, Pierre is a huge, a huge human being. Very large. He was 40 pounds above the weight category of 185. I mean, that's insane. You know what I mean? Of a weight cut. So he's a huge human being. He's one of those dudes, just like Blackwoods, they're just stiff in their muscles. So when they hit you, it's just power. It's just power. Yeah. Just unadulterated, just brutal power. So I think if he if he gets them down early, then there's some trouble. But if he tries to get them down late when they're like in the second, third round, when they're sweaty, things like that, Pierre is going to have a lot better success getting up, doing certain things, because I don't think he'll be able to hold on to them as well. And I think... If he does, if he does get taken down early, he you might see. Depending, I'm not saying he will. I would, I would throw in there. Alex might have a little bit of panic in him if he got taken down early, and right. it might change. It might change his striking from that point on. If he gets right. ten, if he gets taken down in, a, in the second round or something like that, or he stuffs one, or he stuffs one. You know, it's one of those things where he he has a much better mental pr approach to the striking still. And I think that's going to be the thing. So to me, if Jan, if Jan stands with him for too long, we could see some pop. Don't get me wrong. That Polish power can touch Alex and, and put him out too. We've seen him get knocked out. So it's not like they can't knock each other out. Right. But world-class striker, Alex Pierre, kickboxer. I mean, clearly, you know, top of the echelon in kickboxing. Um, I just think Jan's touch, touch, touch. Let's get in there. Let's get him down. Do what he has to do. But if he stands, I'm with you. I think I think TKO, KO. I yeah. think Alex Pereira is trying to put a statement on the the 205 division, and you know, and go from there. So, and we we always talk about this when we do these shows, and I love this, and we always kind of like try to move it forward. 
just how insane, how bananas is this fight poster if and or if when Alex Pierre knocks out Jan and he wins. And like you said, Jamal Hill vacant that title. He popped his Achilles playing basketball out of all things. How crazy is that? And Yuri Prohasic comes back. And you got Yuri and you have Piera. And you know both guys are just going to throw massive, crazy elbows, knees, shots. It might be the coolest light heavyweight. might be the coolest MMA fight in the history of the sport. You just know, just not even like, uh, like Gaethje and Poirier is going to be violent. But it's going to be a lot of like beautiful jabs. It's going to be nice hooks. You know Poirier throwing that check. You know Gaethje's going to throw that nice uppercut that he did to Tony Ferg. You're going to see some Alex Piera and and uh, you, uh, you don't know what these guys are going to throw. Like they might make up like the crazy shift elbow stuff. Them two guys leading a poster, fighting for the light heavyweight champion. Like that that might be one of the coolest fights in the history of the game. So I cannot yeah. wait. And That'd you know big. you could do that. You could do that fight in Asia. Oh, bro. Because Yuri's, you know, Yuri's been over there forever. Yeah. And then Alex fought over there before. He fought Adesanya over there. Yeah. You could do that fight over there. The poster could be ridiculous. Shoguns, yeah. all this kind of stuff all oh. over. I mean, it would be amazing. But, yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. To me, it's, it's just kind of like people are going to probably think I'm reaching on this. But Leota Machida, John Jones. That was such a very intriguing matchup because you had a karate style versus this new age fighter. And you saw some really cool different techniques going on and everything like that. This is like the next level up above that yeah, yeah, or that yeah. type of fight. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah. John, John, I think you see elbows. more violence out of these two boys. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I think more 100%. violence. Like, 100%. 100%. Yeah, crazy. crazy. So, no, that, right. that leading a poster would be amazing. That would be oh, like, uh, that's some stuff right there. That, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's some stuff. All right, we got three more fights on this main card. Give it three, four, five minutes each. Uh, let's go with another fight. I know you're very, very intrigued about right up your alley. Welterweight division. You got the nicest guy in all of MMA. You got Wonderboy Thompson, Michelle Piera. Very fun fight. Very cool fight. I hope both men are going to stand for 15 minutes. You ready for this one? I'm giving it away. This fight's going to go to the judges. I, I just don't see this fight stopping. I don't know why. It's just something I see. It's going to be very technical. It's going to be very, very, um, it's going to be artistry at its finest inside that octagon. I think we're seeing stoppages in the co-main. I think we're going to see the stoppage in the main event. This fight's going 15 minutes to me. I don't know which way we're going to go. I don't know if Wonder Boy is going to uh, figure out the chess game, but I can't wait for this fight. I know this fight's right up your alley, John, so take it away. I'm actually going to go and let you, the, the, so the main card has what, five fights? Yep. This is the only one that goes the distance. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And it goes the distance because they're, it's going to be so intriguing to watch. The artistry behind it, the patience that Wonderboy has, the, 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 the gamemanship in the sense of how he reads, how he plays the game, the distance that he plays, everything like that. And then the sheer athleticism of Michelle and the, 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 the special techniques he likes to throw, the different stuff, the jumping knees, the flying off the cage – the different type of, you know, elbows, all this kind of stuff. It's going to be a, a martial arts striker smorgasbord in the sense of, you know, watching it fight. I think it goes, I think it goes three rounds. I think Wonder Boy edges them out. I don't, I think if you, you stand with Wonder Boy for 15 minutes, he has the advantage over most people. It's just, it is what it is. If you don't take him down, he has the advantage of, over most people in 15 minutes. I think he, I think he beats him out. Two rounds to uh, 
two rounds to one because yeah. I think he, he, Michelle might might touch him here and there and some things. Probably in the first round, I would say that's when you know Michelle has the best chance of getting him out of there. But I still think he's also the best chance of winning that round is in the first round because it's going to take I think Wonder Boy one or two times to catch his rhythm. It's going to take him just a little bit because he's a very odd person. He's a very odd striker, things like that. Yeah. Very, very dynamic, very athletic. But I think the the sheer patience, the sheer level and IQ of of striking that Wonder Boy possesses, if it stands 15 minutes, he's going to edge that man out. It's going to be that. But I think it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful display of creativity, of patience, of, of the gamemanship. Think about Adesanya and Silva. A lot of people didn't care for the fight, but I thought it was just a mind-boggling chess match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of yeah. artistry and stuff like that. I, I, I enjoyed it. Like you said, it was right up my alley. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I think this is just another one of those, maybe not as high level as that. Right. Not it's saying like that close. these guys are I, that high level. It's close. Wonderboy definitely is up there. Yeah. But I feel like it definitely plays plays that kind of fiddle. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, kind of that game. And I think it's going to be fun, super fun to watch. And anybody who thinks it's boring because they're taking a second to think it out, you haven't been in there enough. You haven't even sparred enough to even understand what that might be like. So stop judging it. Yeah, anyone that boos that fight, let Wonderboy kick your leg just yeah, once, just, just one time, just one time, one time. Yeah. All right, Tony Ferguson, Bobby Green. It's really weird. Uh, four years ago, this probably would have main evented a fight night. Two very, you know, guys uh, ascending a few years ago. Both guys now kind of going in different, uh, you know, descending. Uh, I really do think this is probably Tony Ferguson's last time in the octagon, maybe not even on his terms, which is, um, you know, maybe sad to say that, but we'll see. Um, Tony Ferguson is the, one of the biggest underdogs on this whole card. Pretty wild to think that. Um, not sure. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things as a betting, uh, if I'm picking one way or the other, I think I'm, I am leaning Bobby Green, but if you're going to give me Tony Ferguson, I saw it, it's at plus 380 and still going. I think probably a fight night's going to be plus 400. I think I am going to put 10 or 20 bucks on Tony Ferguson. You're going to give me at four to one, four thirty to one. I think I am going to, you know, I'm going to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch this fight. I'm going to throw a little Bud Light, a big uh, Michelob Ultra on uh, Tony Ferguson, try to win uh, four of them. So I'm, he, that's the way I'm leaning. Wrong beard, bud. It's Modelo. You know that. It's Modelo. <laughs> man, man, you. What are you, a UFC shill? I'm, no, I'm, I'm trying to sell <laughs> PFL over here. You're a UFC shill. No, I was... That tastes better to me. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, you know, just, it, it's, it's almost, it's, I hate to say, you're going to understand this. It's almost uh, disheartening that the uh, Ferguson's on this fight card of where he's at in his career because he almost deserves better. And it's kind of like, he's not looked down upon on it, but it's like, ah, oh, man, you know, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe, hopefully he surprises us. At the line that you say, with Tony, I would be that guy because you know me. I love betting underdogs to get more money for less money. I'm all that, but I've done it too much. I put my faith in Tony too much for too long about a lot that I can't do it. I think Bobby Green gets him out of there in the second. Yeah, and it's just it comes down to Tony's going to throw a lot of strikes at him. Bobby's going to use that shoulder roll, catch him with a couple hooks, maybe a couple jabs, and it's going to become a more of a, a Bobby Green show than a than a really a Tony Tony Ferguson Bobby Green fight. It's going to become you know, I just think it. I think it's that time. This is a great fight for uh, I think for um Bobby. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think his takedown defense is decent, especially against a guy like Tony. At the at what's happening to him, the the way he's kind of 
descending down the ladder with skill sets and his age and the wars that he's been in. Not no disrespect to Tony anyway. I mean, man's a true, true warrior. Um, you know, as he calls it, champ shit. You know what I mean? Like he really does go and, and put his heart out there and, and fight. But I just think it's past his time. I think Bobby has a little bit more in the tank. And second round, I think we see Tony get out of there. And I hope to God he takes the gloves off and, and walks away, you know, maybe on his own terms. But if not, I'm like you. This might be the last time we see him. He may join another organization. He may do something else. I don't know. But it's probably the last time in the UFC, you know. He's going to be, uh, uh, you know, Jorge Mazadal is paying people good money to take the gloves off. You never know. You never yeah. know. Man, that's what I mean. He could be over there. I could see him doing that in a heartbeat. A hundred percent, especially throwing those elbows. And also, he's a great jits on the ground, so um, you never know. All right, last one, Kevin Holland, Kiesa, and then maybe a little fun stuff at the end. I'm, I'm so confused by that one. I don't know where to go with it. Okay, so you ready for this one? And uh, with me, with the kid, I got a little fun story to kind of pretense this, and I will end with uh, – you know, with people driving around, maybe if they got kids, I'm going to end with earmuffs. All right. I'm giving you the forewarning Vince Vaughn. You ready? So um, last week, last weekend, UFC London was on during the day. And uh, it made me realize how much I love fights on Saturday night. You know, we, we were basketball guys, John. Basketball, they play sometimes on the weekends and they play usually at during the week at night at seven, eight o'clock. The kids are up. We got soccer during the week. We got Boy Scouts during the week. We got dances with the girls. We're putting the kids to bed, all this stuff. I love fights. The kids are in bed. Usually the on the East Coast around 10 p.m. They go to midnight. Everyone's asleep. I can enjoy the fights. And I just and I with that being said, there's something about it's a for, for one, it's a fight. You know, let's just get that out there. It is a hand on hand. It's a combat. Uh, I, I don't want to use the word war, but very, you know what I'm saying? It, it's a war. It's a life or death scenarios in there. And there's something real and grit. And, you know, there's a lot of that out there. And with with it being on late, there, it, there's just something about that. Being live in Orlando, Kevin Holland's last fight, and he fought Wonderboy Thompson. And I know he's the nice guy. And, and I love me some Wonderboy Thompson. We talked about it off air, man. I, I love the guy. I, I want to get him on the podcast and just, just shoot the shit with him for 25 minutes, right? I, I really like the guy. But I want to grab Kevin Holland and say, wake the fuck up. You're in a fight. Like, get over the – outside the cage, you can be as nice as you want to be. I would actually appreciate that. I like Dustin Poirier being nice to people, shaking hands, giving money to charity outside. That's who I am as a person. But inside that cage or inside the basketball court or inside me doing podcasts and another podcast, I'm going to fucking go right over someone. Inside the, the, these walls, I'm better than anyone in these, <laughs> these walls who want to challenge me. And that's where Kevin Holland lost that. Like, he almost got mined by uh, Wonderboy Thompson. Dude, Kevin Holland is wonderful on the ground. Like, Kevin Holland, I, I believe he's a, a black belt. He is a better technical a mixed martial artist than Wonder Boy is on the ground. And he had him two or three times on the ground by his strikes. And he said, no, get back up. Then he broke his hand and he couldn't go on anymore because he his strikes, he couldn't strike with them. It's like, mother, you had him on the ground and you didn't get the job done. You're in a fight, Kevin. And I just want to like, if I was in that locker room backstage, it's like, Kevin, wake up. Like, this is your time. It, you're, you're 
you're there to entertain the fans, of course. Like, it's part of it. It is part of it. But at the end of the day, if you don't win fights, like, the, everything goes away. Like, uh, like Conor McGregor, as much as we look back on and how entertaining he was and how great he was and all of that and proper 12, that running one, he was winning. He was knocking out Chad Mendez, knocking out Jose Aldis, knocking out Eddie Alvarez. He was winning. If he doesn't win those, beating Max Holloway, if he doesn't win those fights, he is not Conor McGregor. And it's it's Kevin Holland's like, you have to win this fight against Michael Chiesa. And that's, I think he will. I think he will has that wake up call. He will get this job done. I want him to be nasty. I want him to be mean and ear muscle for last time. I want him to wake the fuck up and dominate that man, knock him out within four minutes and, and just dominate, like wake up. I mean, I, I agree with you. That was, that, that's a, that's a great point. Um, the thing with the, the Kiesa fight, I'm on the feet. I got Holland all day on the feet. Yeah. I think Holland, I think Holland strikes him. I think the range is there, the distance, the one, the long one, two coming down the pipe. I think that's great for him. I am scared if Kiesa gets him on the ground. Though. If he gets wrestled, Kiesa's slick on the ground. He's a, he's a slick, you know, slick jujitsu guy, everything like that. Controlling a long, lanky dude like that, though, is hard. You know, exactly. It's, it's I, that's what my point was. Yeah. He's I'm very happy. wiry. It's very hard to control him. But with that, some guys give up their back quickly. Kiesa's a. a can turn into a human backpack on a dude. He's he's very good control that way. So it just has to be like, this is the one time I would say that if he knocks Kiesa down, let Kiesa get back up. Yeah. yeah. On this fight, I, I don't mind that, but. I agree with you, man, about Wonder Boy, 100%. Like if, if yeah. Wonder Boy's on the and ground, you got to go. Just going into the fight, just the psyche of, Kevin, don't let don't let this go five minutes. Like, just go in this as a as a this warrior mindset of I'm I'm gonna demolish this man. Like, just go in as this a different mindset. He went in in Orlando in the main event of Wonder Boy as an entertainer, as a as a Mickey Mouse, and to have fun and 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 to to be an entertainer. I want him to go in this fight as a warrior, as a as a competitor, as a nasty mixed martial artist, and and I just think with uh, you know, no offense to Kiesa, he's doing a lot of analyst stuff, and I think when you kind of start doing that, you start closing a little bit of your career, and I think if 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 Holland puts the gas on quick, I think he gets him out of there honestly quick. I think Holland TKOs him in, in round one if he puts the gas on. I, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. It's just one of those things where if you get a flash knockdown on Kiesa, I'm not saying jump that man real quickly, let him back up, put it back on him, but keep the gas pedal 100% forward. You know what I mean? I completely agree with you that way. And I can see this ending in like three minutes and 50 seconds into the first round after he touches him up a little bit because I definitely think the distance is going to be there. You know, the, the length is going to be there. And he has pop. We've all seen it. He has absolute – like Kevin Holland has pop. You know what I mean with his hands. So I agree. And I, I would like to see Kevin Holland go in there and be the assassin that you want him to see that, the, you know, the mixed martial arts killer in there, the striker that we all know. Um, it's just more, it's just what, what, it, what is his mindset going to be? Like you said, what mindset are you coming in at? Are you coming in to entertain? Or are you coming in to go ahead and be the start of the main card and start it off with fireworks? Cause truthfully, it's the like, BFF not, night, like it's, yeah. it's Gage and Poirier, like, 
start the violence. Yes, like that's what exactly. I want. Like exactly. Y'all are talking in at the same workstation, yep. and it says violence. Yes. It doesn't say entertain. It says violence. Yeah. Like let's go get it started. You could have Kevin Holland, right? You could have Bobby Green do something nasty. If that jab is on and, and Ferguson is stopping it with his head, you could see something nasty in that. Let's be honest. You ready for this one? We we you and I are on the same page on that in that uh, Wonder Boy and Piera, but. Man, if Wonderboy throws this axe kick or throws something spinning, he catches, you know, uh, Pierre the right way, boom, that could be wild. That co-main event, you got 205-pound massive men throwing heavy shots. That could end violent. And, of course, the main event will end violent. I'm telling you, John, this is just one of these cards. I'm telling you, I'm putting down the phone. I'm going to be at Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm going to be drinking a Modella. I'm going to be getting – Fried pickles. I want the spicy ranch sauce on the side. I want 10, 12 boneless wings with blue cheese. I cannot wait. Saturday night can't come soon enough. Hell yeah. Absolutely, sir. I'm with you on that. This is a this is a fight fans fighter, uh, a fighter's card. This is everything about mixed martial arts type of card that you want to see. It is uh it is essentially July 4th all over again, and it should start from the opening. The opening round, like from the from the get go, it should start. Main card starts. Yeah, it should just be violence from there there, there on out. You know what I mean? So I agree with you, and hopefully I'll be right there with Buffalo Wild Wings with you, cheering, doing the same thing. And uh, I need ranch though. I need ranch. Oh come on, man! Get that shit out of here, man! Get that shit out of here, man! <laughs> Love it, man! All right, Saturday night UFC 291, crazy, crazy. And then after that. I'm, I cannot wait. I'm taking a little decompression. I, I'm taking a little, you know what I'm saying? I'm taking a little easy off. I cannot wait for that. And then what was what it? Uh, August 18th? August 18th. We got oh, our boy Christopher Mixon, Madison Square Garden, PFL. Cannot wait. That boy's on fire. Where's he? Is he 3-0 and for the PFL? He'll be, uh, well, we're, we're shooting for that. Well, uh, he's 2 0 right now. Challenge. Hey, I'm manifesting and, um, shit, man. I'm manifesting shit. John. I like it. I like it. I like I'm it. manifesting it. I like it. I like it. All right, man. Yeah. Cannot wait, guys. Saturday night, the BMF title is on the line. Gaethje for a man. The professor always show him some love. Uh, look at that. The the underscore professor 3D. Yeah, I like that. 3D. Like Dennis Scott, 1997 Orlando Magic Days. People don't know about that. <laughs> John, man, appreciate it. All right, we'll show you some love. We'll talk to you soon.